Hi, Informed Foodie. This is Di Wilkinson, nutritionist, and I'm very excited about today's topic, organic. We're going to learn what that title really means, what kind of food deserves that kind of label, and why really we should even care about it. First of all, the word organic really just means that there's carbon inside of the element. It's been alive at some point in time. This refers to plants, animals, meats, etc. In the 20th century, the word organic was put on a lot of different types of labels to sell food products. And about 18 years ago, the USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, put out some guidelines for food labeling that says organic. So it's actually a certifiable seal that you would see on food that is labeled organic. There's four different levels of organic labeling. One is 100% organic. This product must contain only 100% organic ingredients. There's no synthetic fertilizers, pesticides, antibiotics, hormones. None of this can be used at any point of the food production. If you see a label that just says organic, 95% or more of the ingredients must be organic by weight. This labeling is used for products that have a very small amount of, let's say, spices or in a small ingredient that wasn't produced by the same farmer but used to put into a mixed product. As we look into every point of production, you'll discover that for a spice farmer to guarantee his organic product would be very complicated and expensive and you wouldn't really get a return for that. Another label would say made with organic ingredients. 70% or more of that product must be made with organic ingredients. There's not going to be a USDA logo printed on that package. If you buy something that is, quote, some organic ingredients, that would be 70% of the ingredients or less come from organic source. They can only really use the word organic on the side labeling with those specific ingredients that happen to be organic. All these labels refer to the food supply at each stage of the production and they have to pass organic inspection. And I think it's really wonderful that the consumer can be guaranteed these products are made up to standard. There's something in addition to this is called sustainable farming. The agricultural production of food that is safe to eat is also causing minimal ecological impact. These farmers are watching out and preventing soil deterioration some plants use specific minerals and nutrients out of a soil. These crops are rotated to guarantee that the soil is not completely deteriorated and depleted. Some plants actually enrich and put out certain nutrients that other crops can use. These farmers are really rotating their crops to try to ensure the most nutrients are available for the plants to absorb and available for the consumer. They're thinking about the future. They're maintaining the water and soil fertility. They're decreasing the amount of erosion, which is destructive not just for their field, but any other field down along the watershed. They protect the crops from pests, and they're using their irrigation appropriately to make safe products and be very responsible. This type of biological-based farming has an emphasis on all the natural elements, physical and mechanical, as much as possible. So, for example, when it's stating no synthetic fertilizers or pesticides, natural ones may be used. For three years, that soil can't be exposed to any synthetic fertilizers or pesticides. This includes the grass that is used for the cattle to eat if the meat from those cows are going to be labeled as organic products. And why should we even care about that? 
So the pesticides are used to control insects and other living creatures that are going to eat up the crops and lower the profitability. Pesticides are a poison, and they typically work on the central nervous system of these creatures. So if you think about how much of that we should ever really be ingesting on purpose, I think that in our culture and our environment, there's probably so many different things our body is bombarded by. I think we have no idea what our system is tolerating and how well we're actually functioning. Why would we want to try to add purposely, knowingly, another ingredient that is not healthy? Sure, you can rinse off the produce, which is highly recommended for many reasons, but pesticides tend to be put in oil-based product. That way, each time that they're watered, the pesticide doesn't run off and roll away. And we're also thinking about the fertilizer, synthetic fertilizer. Fertilizer typically is a grass or food product that a large animal, I'm going to talk about cows, eats. Their body mulches it up, digests it, uses it, and they have their own incredible biome that makes their manure very fertile. In fact, it's so fertile, it helps plants grow better. I'm not really sure how you would make synthetic fertilizers. I think that just might be cheaper than gathering the manure and transporting that perishable item to another food producer hundreds of miles away. Again, anything that's synthetic or that our body isn't used to, I think it'd be great just to avoid it if possible. So let's look at the organic meat. Aside from no antibiotics or hormones, and I'm going to stop right there and talk about those two products. 80% of the antibiotics sold in the United States is sold to food production farmers. And the reason that we care about antibiotics is because bacteria can become antibiotic resistant. The way that this happens is when an animal or a human has a bacterial infection or may have a bacterial infection, farmers are trying to avoid that, they're given antibiotics. If one or two bacteria survives a round of antibiotics, those bacteria have now mutated or possibly grown beyond the effectiveness of that antibiotic. Antibiotics opposite of probiotics, pro as in for promoting life, biotic is life, anti against life. So antibiotics are produced and they affect families of bacterium. They're not bacteria specific yet. And how antibiotics actually work, they change the cell membrane permeability. So the little gates that let water and nutrients into a cell are affected by an antibiotic and the gates are essentially forced open. So these bacteria die by an influx of water. If you've ever taken antibiotic, they've told you to drink plenty of water. It's not because the capsule's kind of sticky in your throat. It's because that's actually the mechanism that will destroy the bacteria. So if we have a food production line with 80% of the U.S. antibiotics protecting the cattle so they live out their life and get large enough to be slaughtered for food, there's bound to be some bacteria in there that survives or mutates beyond the effectiveness of an antibiotic. And we don't want ourselves or our environment exposed to bacteria that's resistant to antibiotics. So again, looking for food with this type of labeling is thinking about not just you and your family, but about the future. When we're looking at the hormones given to animals, it's to make them grow as fast as possible. They will eat less food, use less labor, and become more profitable if they can be slaughtered sooner. So if you think about these hormones, they're also used to keep cattle producing milk. There are some cancers associated with female hormones, too much estrogen, etc. I'm not so sure if we should be eating an influx of any type of hormone. If you're looking at growth hormones, it's really interesting 
that it seems our society has so many more diseases and many more people are overweight when compared to the 40s and 50s before the food supply was inundated with hormones and antibiotics. There's a lot more gyms and I think a lot more people work out than they used to in the 40s and 50s. There's got to be something in the food supply that's really affecting our health. So when you're looking at organic meat, aside from no antibiotics and hormones, they've only been fed 100% organic feed. This is really interesting. So this is a quote off the USDA website. These animals have not eaten plastic, manure, poultry litter, or animal parts. So it's very interesting to find that we need a guarantee that animals are not fed this type of food. Some approved vaccines may be used, but organic meat, cattle, and poultry, they all have access to the outside 24-7. This is supposed to reduce the stress on the animal, maybe reduce stress hormones inside the animal as well. They're not restricted, and they're not in overcrowded conditions. The animal welfare is supposed to be attended to, but you need to remember these terms are subjective, and the USDA does send out inspectors to see if the welfare of the animals is being promoted and to minimize their stress and pain. I wanted to mention free-range chickens. That terminology has nothing to do with antibiotics, hormones, or pesticide exposure. It's exactly what it says. The chickens are allowed to have free-range access outside. So let's look back at the organic production. They can use biological pest control. So for example, there are some plants that are very resistant to pests and they may be used to line the perimeter of certain agricultural fields. All seeds must be produced under the same organic standard. I think that's fantastic that they're really looking all the way back up the line to every single element that contributes to the food product that you're going to be eating. Farmers are also responsible for preventing any drift contamination of pesticides. So if I'm farming 100 acres and the farmer next to me is not going organic and I want to, I need to guarantee that none of the drift of any of his pesticides or fertilizer will be coming over into my crops. If you even think about a crop dusting airplane, how can that cloud of pesticide or fertilizer, whatever they're spraying, not drift over into other properties? So organic food is more expensive for sure, but there's so many safeguards put in place because these farmers are extremely aware of exactly what's occurring and what their plants are exposed to. They can't use any non-organic seeds in their land as well. I did want to mention some food labeling that comes from the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, not the USDA, and it's the natural label. Natural means it doesn't contain any artificial or synthetic ingredients. They're talking about preservatives, or maybe food coloring, food additives. They may even have an organic source for some of their ingredients, but there's no regulations at all for the natural label. It can have antibiotics, growth hormones, and other organic and non-organic chemicals in it. The word natural has not been formally defined by the FDA. Two other attributes of organic labeling include irradiation and GMOs, genetically modified organisms. Neither one of these can be used on any organic product. So I want to thank you for joining me today. As we look at our food supply, think about our families, what's the healthiest and best for us, and as we look forward to keeping our environment as safe as possible for future generations. I'm so glad you joined me, and we'll chat again next week.